All right, let's read uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and uh, look at this chapter together. We'll read the whole chapter. 2 Corinthians chapter 9 says this in the Word of God. For as touching the ministry to the saints, it is superfluous for me to write to you, for I know the forwardness of your mind, for which I boast of you to them of Macedonia, that Achaia, which was ready a year ago, and your zeal hath provoked very many. Yet have I sent the brethren, lest our boasting of you should be in vain in this behalf, that, as I said, ye may be ready, lest happily, if they of Macedonia come with me and find you unprepared, we, that we say not ye, should be ashamed in this same confident boasting. Therefore I thought it necessary to exhort the brethren that they would go before unto you and make up beforehand your bounty, whereof ye had Notice before that the same might be ready as a matter of bounty and not as of covetousness. But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man according as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that ye always, having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. As it is written, he hath dispersed abroad, he hath given to the poor, his righteousness remaineth forever. Now he that ministereth seed to the sower, both minister bread for your good, and multiply your seed sown, and increase the fruits of your righteousness, being enriched in everything to all bountifulness, which causes through us thanksgiving to God. For the administration of this service not only supplieth the want of the saints, but is abundant also by many thanksgivings unto God. Whilst by the experiment of this ministration they glorify God for your professed subjection unto the gospel of Christ, and for your liberal distribution unto them and unto all men, and by their prayer for you, which long after you for the exceeding grace of God in you. Verse 15, thanks be to God for this unspeakable gift. Let's pray again together. Heavenly Father, again, we come before you tonight through the blood and the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, I'm glad again that we can meet together and uh, pray together and we think about these prayer requests that have been mentioned. And Lord, we do pray for the sick among us, Lord, those with physical need. Lord, please touch them, heal, raise up. Lord, thank you for allowing Sister Sarah to be here tonight and continue to touch uh, her physically in every area. So Lord, please help the physical needs among us. Lord, please help the spiritual needs. Lord, you know the burdens. Lord, you know the things upon people's hearts, dear God. And we pray that you'd give them grace and wisdom, uh, dear God, in uh, what they need. We pray for those that need to make important decisions. Lord, maybe concerning a job or a uh, the young people or children, Lord, please help them to make wise and uh, uh, Bible-based decisions. Lord, be with those that are traveling. Watch over them and keep them safe. Lord, uh, be with uh, Sharon and uh, baby tonight. And the Lord, just uh, protect there and, and watch over there. And Lord, again, just help us tonight. Uh, dear God, thank you for uh, the faithfulness of your people that are listening in, the faithfulness of those that are here. Thank you for those that give to keep the lights on and, and uh, help in our mission program. And Lord, that we can look at uh, taking on uh, new missionaries. Lord, uh, guide us there. And we thank you for again for the missionaries that we do support. and Bless them where they are tonight. So Lord, again, uh, guide us through your word in Jesus' name. Amen. 
And so as uh, we've been uh, talking about uh, missions a little bit, I thought I'd look here a little about about uh, sowing and reaping and giving. Amen. As uh, Christians, we should live to give. Amen. Uh, uh, not just uh, uh, money, but giving out the gospel and, uh, and other things as well. Notice here what it says, verse 1. For as touching the ministering to the saints, the ministering to the saints. Of course, as a church, we think about uh, ministering to the lost, but also we have a responsibility to minister to the saints, to minister to one another, ministering to the saints. Uh, that is a big part of the ministry, right? That's a big part of Christian graces and being a church family is ministering uh, to saints. Now, again, uh, uh, the uh, context here is given to somebody else, but we, we uh, need to do that in the church, uh, ministering to saints. Again, whether that's supporting missions, which we're talking about tonight, or where it's caring for a fellow church member, which I think our church is very uh, good at uh, when somebody's sick, uh, um, making um, uh, meals for people and going out and to giving people rides to the doctor and doing different things, caring for a fellow church member, of course, praying for one another like we did tonight and do throughout the week, and then uh, or maybe assi assisting another believer or ministry, which is the context of this chapter, right? Assisting uh, another uh, ministry. But uh, that's an important thing to think about. Part of our, our ministry, besides just giving out the gospel lost, is ministering to the saints. And of course, here it talks, this uh, chapter talks about sowing. And of course, uh, usually we think of money. And of course, again, that is the context here. But, you know, what are some other things that we, you know, when we look at this verse about sowing and reaping, what are some things we sow besides money? Anybody got a thought there? Things we sow besides money and, and giving, right? Well, we sow the seed, of course, of the gospel. Uh, we sow our time, right? The way we use our time, you know, ministering to saints, you know, making that meal, you're sowing time, right? Uh, we just prayed for one another, so we were sowing prayers, right? That's part of uh, ministering to saints and, and you know, we need to, if we need to sow bountifully, well, we need to be people of prayer. We need to be people that are willing to give much time to prayer and give a, a, a time to doing other things for people. So there's a lot of things that we can sow just besides putting money in an offering plate. Now, we need to remember uh, we're part of a supernatural ministry, right? God is, is supernatural, and he's in the supernatural business because he's the only one that can, of course, uh, do those things. But here's the wonderful thing. Though God is in the supernatural business, a wonderful blessing is that he chooses, he doesn't need us, but he chooses to use human instrumentality, right? He chooses to use us in, to accomplish his supernatural work. I mean, I know how all that, that, you know, all that works, but he lets us get in on it. He's the supernatural one, we're the humans, but yet he makes us partners in his business of accomplishing what he wants to accomplish around the world. And so that's a great thing. We get to get in on it. Amen. And uh, that's a wonderful thing that he allows us to do that. And of course, uh, these first few verses are about stirring up the, by way of remembrance, these believers of the financial commitment they had made to help others in need, right? They had made a financial commitment uh, sometime earlier. And so uh, Paul's trying to remind them, hey, listen, we're going to send some people up there. We don't want you to be embarrassed, right, uh, uh, when, we, uh, when we show up. But, uh, you know, others have given, and you made a commitment to give. And so uh, uh, he reminds them of their commitment to help others. 
And so we need to remember the Bible teaches us that we have a responsibility to fulfill our financial commitments, right? If we make a commitment to something, right? Now, whether if it's just by word like these did and said, hey, uh, 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 we, we we're making a commitment to help those, uh, those uh, people in need over there. We, we need to fulfill that commitment. Well, when we take on a, a missionary, what are we doing? We're making a commitment to that missionary. And so we want to be faithful to fulfill our commitment to that missionary. But hey, uh, just in daily life, we have commitments, right? Uh, our bills come in. That's a commitment that we have. Well, uh, Bible teaches, hey, pay your bills, right? You made that commitment. You, you're the one that flipped that light switch on. You're the one that ran that water and uh, or whatever, uh, however you operate the house. And so we have, a, we have a responsibility as Christians to pay our bills on time and uh, 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 other things as well. We, we make a debt like our, our mortgage, uh, pay our mortgage and all those other things or any commitment that we make. We want to have a testimony of fulfilling our commitment. And so this church had made a commitment and said, hey, you made this commitment. You need to do the right thing and fulfill this commitment. And notice what it says in, uh, at the end of verse 2. It says, and your zeal hath provoked very many. Now, uh, you know, some people like to provoke people. Well, hey, that's, not, uh, that's usually in a bad sense, right? Uh, fathers, provoke not your children, right? Well, tell them not to provoke me too, right? And sometimes believers provoke one another. Well, hey, this is talking about provoking in a good way, in a good way, because the word here, provoke, means to stimulate to action. And now we do want to do that, right? We want to, we want to uh, encourage and uh, we want to have a, a testimony as a believer and as a church that stirs other people. Say, man, uh, did you see what brother so-and-so did? Hey, man, that was a good idea. I think I'll try that. Or did you hear what sister so-and-so did? Hey, that sounds like a good idea. I think I'll uh, uh, try something like that. So we can uh, provoke one another to good action in service for the Lord. And so everybody had heard the commitment that this church had made. And they had a good testimony uh, with that and said, well, man, if, if uh, that old church down in Corinth, we know what their testimony has been. Man, if they're getting stirred up to help somebody, hey, maybe our church ought to get on that. And so uh, that's a good thing that churches can work together and encourage one another to help one another. We do that in, in missions, right? Uh, we, we support our missionaries, but I'm sure that our missionaries are glad that we're not the only one that supports them, that there's other churches out there that have been uh, provoked and stirred up uh, to support them. And so they said, hey, you have a testimony out here. And remember, you made that commitment and that encouraged other people to make a commitment. And so uh, that's a good testimony on your part. So let's uh, quickly look down at verse uh, six here again. But this I say, talking about sowing. He which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly. And he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. And so sparingly means to hold back. Those that hold back, amen, you hold back on the things of God, well, God's going to hold back on you. But if you don't hold back, amen, and you give, then God's going to bless you. That word bountifully literally means according to God's blessing. But hey, if you realize God's blessed you, and you want to pass those blessings on to somebody else, that's a good thing. And so uh, we need to th think about that as we give. He which soweth sparingly shall reap. So the question is, how much do you want to reap? Well, how, uh, how, what kind of blessings do you want to flow, amen, from the Lord into your heart? The kind of blessings do you want to, uh, to flow into your, into your home? And notice what it says, verse 7. 
because every man according as he purposes in his heart, so let him give. And that's the key. Giving is always a matter of the heart. Giving is always a matter of the heart. It says don't give grudgingly. That means with reluctance. But also don't give of necessity because you feel like you have to. I hope that you don't you don't uh, uh, give the missions just because, well, you know, if somebody finds out I don't give the missions or find, somebody finds out I don't tithe or whatever, you know, then uh, I, I'm, I'm going to uh, 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 look bad. Actually, I don't know, you know, uh, uh, who gives. I don't want to know nothing about the money, right? I, 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 people sometimes after after church, somebody will forget to put it on and say, "Oh, can you can you put this in there for me?" I try to no, give that to somebody else. I do not like to touch money. I don't want to know about anybody's money. But I know that somebody's giving because the lights are still on. Amen. And uh, uh, we're still getting uh, missionary prayer letters, and they're still talking nice about us. So that's a good thing. But how do we want to give cheerfully? That means joyous. Amen. And uh, that's exciting, man. I get to help support that missionary. That's a blessing. That's an exciting thing. I get to help keep the lights on uh, uh, at uh, at the church and do those things. That's the way we ought to think about because that says a lot about your heart, your heart. Now, of course, uh, to learn to give, we know that God is the source of giving. Notice verse 8, and God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that ye always, having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. Right? God is the one that will teach us how to give after we get saved. You know, uh, you've heard me tell a story, man, when I got, I got saved and uh, all of a sudden I heard my, my pastor talk about tithing. You know, I was like, what? Well, you know, I, I had a new car I was paying on. I bought a new car. Well, you know what? I sold my new car. I sold it. And I bought me a $500 hoopty. Who knows what a hoopty is? In the military, yeah, I've been in the military or something. You know what a hoopty is? That's, that's just a piece of junk is what it is. Amen? So, But hey, $500, but hey, it, it didn't look as nice as my new car, but it got me from point A to point B. And uh, I drove that into church. Pastor Alverson goes, man, what happened to your new car? I said, I sold it. He said, why'd you sell your new car? I said, because I couldn't afford it. You see, I could afford to tithe, but I couldn't afford the new car. Most people say, well, I can't afford to tithe because I got a new car. Well, hey, if that's a, a hindering, then, you know, uh, get, 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 get rid of one. But, hey, that old, uh, so I can't say I've driven an Audi, right? It was an old Audi uh, that I'd bought. Of course, they're cheap in uh, Germany, old used ones. But, hey, it got me to point A to point B. But God, amen, I got saved. God began to work in my heart as I heard my preacher talk about that. Because heart, God's heart is what? God's heart is a heart of giving. And we know, of course, he gave his only begotten son for us. So God's heart is a heart of giving. And God is glad to give us a giving heart, a heart full of grace, amen, to give. Now we know, right, the Bible teaches us that God, where do we get all those things that we have? God gave us the power to get wealth. The Bible teaches God gives you the power to get wealth. Well, if God can give you the power to get wealth, then he can give you the grace to give wealth. <laughs> and that's what this verse says. And God is able to what? Make all grace abound towards you. You know, you heard the term we, in missions, we talk about faith, promise, missions. Well, also, it's known, also known as what? Grace giving. God gave you the power to get wealth, and he can give you the grace to give wealth as well. So we see one, God is the source of giving. And then we see the next verses, God delights to bless the giver. 
verses 9 and 10, as is written, He hath dispersed abroad, he hath given to the poor, his righteousness remaineth forever. Now look at this. Now he that ministereth the seed to the sower. Hey, whatever you're sowing there, where'd you get that? He gave it to you. There it is again. He ministereth seed to the sower. He gave you that seed that whatever you're sowing in missions, whatever you're sowing there, he gave you the ability to have that seed so you could sow it. He that ministers seed to the sower, what? Now look at this. He gave you the seed to sow, and then what does he do? He also both ministereth bread for your food. So what did he do? He gave you the seed to sow, and when you sow it, then he takes care of you. He gives you bread for your food, and then he multiplies your seed sown. Then he blesses, amen, the seed that you did sow, and then he increases the fruit of your righteousness. So that what a blessing that is. So here we see the biblical principle concerning giving and reaping, right? It is right there. Now, I don't explain again how all that works, how God does all that supernatural work uh, through us giving, but he does it. Proverbs eleven twenty four says this about uh, uh, giving, you know, and it goes along with that verse about, uh, uh, you know, uh, whether, whether, whether you give uh, sparingly or bountifully. Proverbs eleven twenty four 24 says this, He that scattereth, there is that scattereth and yet increases. So the Bible says, hey, there's those that give everything away, but yet they still have. And then there's those that withholdeth, right, sparingly, more than is meat, right, but tendeth to poverty. And so we don't understand, well, how is it that the guy that's giving stuff away uh, it still has more stuff, but the guy that seems to be uh, uh, counting every penny, amen, that he's the one that's having problems. You see, God's way of thinking is often opposite of the world because the world says, no, keep everything and uh, you'll have it. No, God says, no, give, amen, and you'll be increased and blessed. Because it says, he that ministereth see too. It comes from God. That word ministereth means furnishes. He's the one that furnishes the seed. And the sower, right? A sower is what? Not one who hoards the seed, but distributes the seed. Right? You're given the seed not to hoard, amen, but to distribute. And it says, bread for your food. So, not only does he want to give through you, he wants to give to you. Amen. So you can trust him with that. So we see not only as you're giving out there, he'll bless you physically because it says he'll give you food. And then it says also he'll multiply your seed sown. So he'll bless you physically by giving you bread to eat. And then he'll multiply your seed. And so he'll bless you spiritually as well. Turn over to Philippians chapter four real quick. We'll look at this quickly. Try to Philippians chapter four. And of course, everybody knows verse 19. I'm sure most of you could quote it, right? I'm sure most of you could quote verse 19. These are one of these verses people like to quote. Again, Philippians 4, 19, But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. We like to quote this verse, but we forget what? There is a context to this verse being fulfilled in your life. That's not just some verse, just like people throw Romans 8, 28 out there. There's a context in Romans 8, 28, and there is to this verse, right? Paul here, who's he talking to? He's not just talking to every, every believer. This isn't just a general verse. He's speaking to bountiful givers here. 
He's talking to a church of bountiful givers. That's who he's saying that to. He's saying, hey, you bountiful givers, because you're bountiful givers, God's going to supply all your need according to his riches and glory. He's going to do just like he told here, what it says here in verse 10, Minister bread for your food and multiply your seed sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. That's sort of uh, 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 verse 10 in 2 Corinthians 9. That's, sort of, that's almost a similar to verse 19 in Philippians 4. Because go up to verse 16 of Philippians 4 and you see the context of it. For even in Thessalonica, you said, look at this, once and again. There it is. They were bountiful givers. You sent once and again unto my necessity. Verse 17, and again, not because I desire a gift, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. And see, again, that's a missionary verse. What's he saying? Hey, you, you think you're sending this money to me, but like the illustration I use all the time, when God says, hey, uh, give me that, uh, 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 you know, give me the account of that, give me the file of that missionary, and while you're over there, get the, get the file for Choice Hills Baptist Church. That's what this verse is saying. That verse proves that's true. That when he updates the file, if you will, of that missionary, he has to update the file of every church or person that supports that missionary. Because that verse says that right there. What? I desire fruit that may abound to your account. You're giving, right? You're giving to the missionary. And as souls get saved through that ministry, you're reaping, amen, spiritual benefits from that. Philippians 4.18, but I have all and abound. I am full and have received of Epaphroditus the things which, look, were sent from you. Now, and look what he says about this thing sent from you. An odor of a sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing to God. Well, you know, we read about the, 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 the animal sacrifices in the Old Testament and how God accepted those sacrifices and how they were well-pleasing to God. Well, listen, uh, we don't have to, we don't have to uh, 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 sacrifice a lamb, amen? Uh, we, sac we sacrifice a, a Benjamin. That's a dollar bill. I'm not saying Benjamin, okay? You know, uh, we sacrifice money. And, but, and that's what's a sweet-smelling savor to God in our day as we give uh, to missions and other areas. And so this is the context of verse 19. He's going to supply your need because you are supplying the need of that missionary or you are supplying the need of whoever you made a commitment to, whatever saint you were ministering to there. What a wonderful thought that is. So when we give, going back to 2 Corinthians 9, we see results. Look at this. Being enriched in everything to all bountifulness, right? Because you gave in bountifulness, you're now reaping in bountifulness, which causes through us what? Look at this, thanksgiving. Bountifulness, that means out of proper motivation. You were giving with a proper motivation. Giving and seeing the results, notice how that verse 11 ends, through us, thanksgiving to God. Giving, when we give and then we see the results of that giving, that should fill our hearts with joy. That should fill our hearts with thanksgiving to God. We rejoice he is using us and moving his worldwide program forward. When we read the missionary letters and we read about, hey, they're getting that church started or, hey, that soul should get saved. We, what do we do? 
Thank you, Lord, for saving that soul. Amen. Thank you, Lord, that that church is getting started. Lord, thank you uh, uh, for using that missionary, which because you're using that ministry, that means you're using our local church. That means you're using uh, uh, what I gave in my missions program. So here's the thing. If you meet someone with a praising and thankful heart, chances are you are meeting somebody with a giving heart. Amen. I found that most people that have a cheerful heart also have a giving heart. And people that have a giving heart have a cheerful heart because they're reaping those blessings. So we're trying to finish up here. Verse 12, for the administration of this service, look at this, not only supplieth the want of the saints. See here, verse 1, ministering to the saints. Verse 12, supplying the want of the saints, right? The need of the saints, but is abundant also again by many thanksgiving unto God. Again, as a giver, you are part of God's plan. He is using you to meet the needs of others. You, right? You are God's reaching out hand, right? He's working through you. We think about God reaching out, amen? Well, you are the hand of God reaching out. Amen. To meet that need. Verse, uh, uh, quickly, verse 13 says this, whilst by the experiment, notice this kind of interesting statement here, while by the experiment, the experiment of this administration, they glorify God for your professed subjection, what? Unto the gospel of Christ and your liberal distribution, right? Your bountiful giving unto them and unto all Man, you see, it's all about being obedient to the greatest commission. It's all about fulfilling the greatest commission. Let me ask you this question. Uh, uh, here, besides the wood, as, who's been to, besides the woods, who here's been to Cambodia? Right? Uh, Micronesia? Philippines? Okay, all right, Chair. Right, but uh, listen. Most of us have never been to these places. Most of us, chances are, we won't go to these places. But here's the amazing thing: yet one day, when you're in heaven, people from these places are going to come up and say thank you. I mean, just think that—that's the reality. I think about that. So great. One day you're going to be up in heaven, and some young lady or young man's going to come up and say, "Say." Uh, say, thank you, because, you know, God's going to, we're going to know these things in heaven. We're going we're gonna to have perfect knowledge. Oh, oh, yes. Well, of course, you're going to know, know everybody's name. Oh, what a great thing. We won't forget names. Amen. Looking forward to that day. Amen. And be able to walk up and say, Karen, thank you. Why we've never met. Oh, I know. But you supported the missions program at Choice Hills Baptist Church. And I got saved through Brother Odick's ministry, through the Fulfers ministry. Thank you. Thank you. And be able to walk around. Somebody from Micronesia will be able to walk up and say that to you. Somebody from Cambodia will be able to walk up and say that to you. Somebody from the Philippines will be able to walk in and say that to you. You see, and that, what, what, that is the reality. And that's the way you need to think. Amen. One day, somebody who you've never met, amen, but because of your bountiful giving, because of your bountiful sowing, amen. That's why I like that song, One Day He'll Show Us the Faces, amen. And you'll be amazed at how many lives you actually touched. Amen. Through your faithfulness. Note that word experiment means to test and to prove, right? And so that, that's what we're doing. Amen. We're testing. We're, God, we're testing this theory. God, if, if I throw this in, it just seems like a natural thing 
That's, you know, that's just paper money. But somehow through your supernatural act, you're going you're gonna to use that to move your program forward. And we're, what we're going to find out, it works. We don't know how it works. I mean, God does all that, whatever. But it works, to, amen, to God's glory and to your benefit. And look what else it says, verse 14. And by their prayer for who? For you, which long after you for the exceeding grace of God. Boy, as you give out, it says the prayers come in. As you give out, the prayers come in. And then we'll finish here. A little bit behind here, we'll finish here. Thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. Think about this. Being a human instrument, being a human instrument, which you are, in the supernatural work of God. You know what that is? That's an unspeakable gift. <laughs> How do you explain that you, that us as human instruments, have a part in God's supernatural work? And the fact that he lets us get in on that, you know what? That's an unspeakable gift. But of course, being able to give is an unspeakable gift and privilege. But of course, our salvation in Christ is the greatest unspeakable gift. We realize that. So in conclusion, question, how is your sowing going? <laughs> amen. How is your sowing going? Will you reap a heap? Amen. I hope you will. Amen. Sorry, you know, I got to have those bad jokes, right? But, that, but it sticks in your mind, right? You're thinking, oh, man, I want to reap a heap. Amen. How's my sowing going? Right? That's the way we need to think. Sorry. I'm sorry. See, I'm not, I'm, I'm not smart, so I got to keep things simple. So we need to understand giving is a matter of having a heart that is given to God. And realize that God has never asked to give that which he has not already given. Give to the Lord because of all he has given to you. He gave us himself and he has given all that we need to serve him. So our giving in response to God, what? Ignites supernatural giving and untold blessings. So let us desire to sow bountifully in the matter of giving to the Lord and we'll reap bountifully as God blesses your life. Let's pray.